out there. Welcome one and all to another edition of Talking Tigs. I'm your host, Scott Gerard, joined as always by the faithful Tommy Johnson and indelible Daniel Zollinger. Bringing you another episode. Uh, not too much going on. There was some baseball this week, but uh, you know, now that basketball's over and you know, football is still off season, uh, there's just not too much going on. But you know, sometimes no news is good news too, <laughs> especially in LSU lately. Um, but before we get into anything, I want to check in with the co-host, see how you guys are doing. Um, uh, let's, let's turn it into spring. Hopefully, uh, you're you're able to get out enjoy the outside a little bit more I, I know i am over here um but i don't know the uh, especially this week though with this uh this whole tornado that came through i don't know if that I, I heard a lot of damage in alabama and georgia but that's like you guys didn't get to beat the front end of that right there was nothing yeah not really i don't think so daniel did, did you hear about it no we were fine we had some storms like thursday or something but nothing like much yeah yeah, no. no, it was just it was crazy. My uh, some of my wife's friends, where she lived in Noonan, Georgia, uh, were, were affected, and it's just crazy to look at the path. There was there was already drone footage out like the next morning. Uh, just crazy to see like the actual path with all these trees knocked over. Looked like stakes sticking out of the ground that got broke off. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, um, luckily there were no uh, no casualties, so that's that's always a good thing. Uh, <laughs> Can't say the same about LSU baseball, though, because, uh, you know, we're all looking forward to the this this away series. You know, it's Tennessee, which not traditionally known as a baseball power, but they are ranked ninth. And at the time, I, I forget we were ranked. Depends which poll you looked at. I saw one there in the teens, one there 22. Yeah, uh, they're not ranked now, though, because they got swept by Tennessee. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm I at the point before this this weekend i was thinking um i you know maybe it's on paul maneri mm-hmm. but I, I don't know maybe uh you know maybe this team is just maybe it's uh maybe it's some of them maybe it's him i'm not sure i'll, I'll check in with you guys first before i offer uh for my thoughts but i mean it was it was kind of a heartbreaker though because they did lose the last two games on walk-offs you know one was yeah. a home run which just a hit um, and one was a continuation from a game the previous day, which if you're watching LSU actually had the momentum. Uh, it's just crazy how these lightning strikes just happened to come at the very end when LSU was getting ready to win. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I just, of course, that wasn't on Tennessee. That was just, uh, you know, there's just lightning in the area all day. It's, it's what delayed the start of the game actually. Um, so it was unfortunate they couldn't just close it out because it seemed like they were about to. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, the, ne- the game the next day, it just, you know, they just, they, they couldn't close it out and the breaks didn't go their way. And now they, uh, they got swept, which interesting enough though. Um, there was only one series in sec play this weekend that was not a sweep. So, uh, you know, maybe, maybe it's not all, all that bad. You know, if you just look at the rest of the, the league, but doesn't look good, right? I mean, uh, you, you could, you could say whatever it is. I think most people are going to blame Paul Maneri and probably rightfully so, but, uh, I can't say that they didn't have a chance in all, you know, in all three games, you know, definitely in, a, in the last two. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just like last weekend though. It's like, they're all, they were within striking distance the whole time. The pitching was not that bad. I mean, you could, you can make arguments here and there on specific points, but I mean, e- each game, it's like they they were within two or three runs the whole time. Um, I mean, the, you know, the, the game, they almost won. There was, it was a higher scoring game, but still, I don't know, Tommy, what, uh, what do you make of it, man? Is it, I thought for a second maybe maybe they just 
you know, they, they're going to get hot, kind of like the basketball team did right before the tournament and kind of look better. But I don't know. I, I just don't know if it's that or if they're just not focused. What, what say you? I mean, I don't know exactly. I can't tell you what it is. I mean, I know that, uh, yeah, the pitching wasn't, wasn't terrible, but they did walk a ton of people this, this past yeah. weekend. And yeah, that'll yeah. kill you. Like, yeah. I mean, that'll kill you in, in Dixie Youth Baseball, 11 and 12. That'll kill you in high school. It'll kill you in the majors. It's just well, you can't walk runs in. You can't walk people. You can't just give up free bases. So, um, I mean, that's, that's I would say, one issue that definitely stuck out to me. Uh, the other thing that I've, you know, I, I think that anybody can, can tell this is, like, we were living and dying by the long ball at the beginning of the season, and uh, – obviously playing the better talent of the sec you're not going to get as many of those you're gonna have to grind out more wins and, and yeah. you can't rely on just like a, a big five run inning in like the sixth yeah. so I, I guess that maybe that's the issue maybe those are some issues that they need to cover but they better get them they better get them uh, ready quick because they've got the best maybe maybe the best team in college baseball coming in this weekend mm-hmm. yeah i agree with a lot of that like it's pretty heartbreaking when you get swept in a series, losing by a combined four runs across three games. And the crazy thing is like, we out hit them every game. Like we had more hits in every yeah. game, just like couldn't convert. That is crazy. Um, and so I guess it just can't clutch up or whatever. But, and I think I had mentioned it like last week where like LSU's relief pitchers, they just give up like one or two or more runs in the eighth and the ninth inning and just kind of slips away from you, even after like a good outing, like up to oh, that yeah. point. Uh, and then it just kind of breaks your heart. But yeah, like you said, Vanderbilt, they got like the top two players in projecting the draft. Like uh, I was looking up these guys, Kumar Rocker, the right-handed pitcher, and then Jack Leiter, another right-handed pitcher. Like Leiter threw a no-hitter two weeks ago, uh, striking out 16, and then Rocker like struck out 14 that same weekend. So it could be a tough, tough outing for the the bats. I think that I think they're both slated to start uh, Saturday, Sunday. So LSU's really just let's just hope they can compete on for on friday at this point because mm-hmm. i i you know we're gonna tell it like it is and right now the way it is i don't think lsu has a chance of uh really competing in this if they play the way they pl- they played the past two sec turn sec series is they don't have a chance against vanderbilt right would you say well, well let me ask you this would either of you be pleased with like a one in two weekend like they don't win the yes. series but at least they don't get swept no, I would absolutely be playing. Yeah, I think it's a step up to go from 0-3 against Vanderbilt to 1-2, or 0-3 against Tennessee, excuse yeah. me, to 1-2 and against Vanderbilt. And even if at that point you'd be, what, like 2-7 two and seven two and, in yeah. SEC play, then, I mean, at least you can say you beat the number one team in the country. Yeah, right. Is Vanderbilt the number one team right now? Yeah, yeah. they're, yeah, they're, they're okay. numero yeah. uno. All right, so let me let me just ask you this because this is something I noticed. Um, and little little side tidbit here. Actually, the, the pulmonary <laughs> – the pulmonary radio show is debuting tonight. Uh, I think in like 45 minutes or so. Yeah. He's going to be at TJ ribs at 7 PM central. So uh, you'll probably hear his uh, radio show before you hear this podcast. Uh, but at least you'll know what we're talking about. I imagine like uh, at least half of that stuff, just going to be people yelling at pulmonary asking what the F is going on. <laughs> and he has to expect it. Right. But here's the thing is, for all the stuff, you know, for all the flack that we want to give him, and it's, I think he deserves all of it. Um, they, they, I feel like the Tigers really could have and should have won that, that second game, I yes. guess, even with the delay. But I don't know. Here's the thing it's like in small situations, it kind of it can be up to your players. 
You know, like LSU had a bases loaded with, uh, I think, one out at one point against Tennessee. I think it was a, I think it was the second game. Um, and you know what? Uh, barring any weird hitting, you know, orders from Maneri, like that can be on the hitters. Like if you have bases loaded with one out, you know, you should be able to drive in a run. Uh, I don't think you can put that stuff on Paul Maneri, which, you know, can change a game. Like, because one swing of the bat, and it breaks it wide open. Um, but there are other situational instances where I thought, you know, it was on Maneri. Like when Jaden Hill, he at one point, he gave, by the way, when he was pitching, this was like, I hate, that's what I hate when, you know, when any of your teams play, it's like you get the best game from some nobody that's, you know, ever been heard from. And we get the best game from this guy from Tennessee. He's batting like less than 150, no home runs ever. And then he hits three home runs against us, uh, one off a hill. But he, the, what got me was like to start this one particular inning, Hill gave up a home run. And then he walked, I think, the next three batters. Mm-hmm. You guys remember that? Yeah. Was, yeah. So uh, to me, that's that's where Paul Maneer, and like there are all these shots of him in the dugout of just, you know, just losing his mind, it looked like. And it's just like, wow, yeah, you're speaking for all of us, Paul, but <laughs> you're in charge of this train. And it's like he gave up a home run and then he walked three straight guys. So as a manager, it's like I, I get it. You know, it's, it can frustrate us fans because you think – I know he's thinking, you know, sometimes you want your guys to play their way out of it. That's sometimes that's the best thing for them is to play their way out of a jam. But I don't know. A home run and three straight walks kind of tells me in one of the uh, reports I saw, it's like he's, he's kind of lost his control of stuff. So it's uh, why, why would you leave the guy in there to try and field his way out if he's if he's just not, you know, not mastering his pitches with each batter. So I don't know. I feel like that stuff's on Paul Maneri. I almost feel like that's a Jaden Hill thing, too, where like. I've watched sure. this whole season and I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, I agree with you. Like okay. this whole season I've seen, I feel like Paul Maneri leaves him in longer than he needs to because he's Jaden Hill. Cause he's the ace. And so like, cause, cause that's not the first time where Jaden Hill's gotten rocked. Um, no, but it, but he could do it with Alex Lang, you know, from a few years ago mm-hmm. and it could work. Like Alex Lang can give up four runs in like the first inning or two but then he'd settle down and be fine and through like seven innings. Uh, I just, I think that's what he was trying to do maybe, but it's not working out that way. Yeah. And, and it's so like, you definitely need to have a change. Like it, it hasn't worked for like, I can, I can think of like three, I can't remember the games exactly, but I can think of like three outings that Hills had where he just doesn't have it. He loses it. And they has one big inning against him or something. And, but he leaves him in. Oh, how about Oral Roberts? Wasn't that Roberts? One yeah. Yeah. That was one. And I think there was another one too, like real I mean, early Air, on. Air Force? Tech. Air Force or something? Oh, maybe it was Air Force. Actually, no, it was Air Force. You're right, Daniel. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I think that stuff's on Manerian, but either way, it's like there, there's plenty of blame to go around. I, it'd be interesting to hear his show because I'm sure he's going to answer all these questions tonight. So I'll, I'll, I'll tune in if I can. But um, yeah, I don't know. Seat's definitely getting hot. I mean, he's just starting SEC play, and this is this is what's happening. Uh, you just you can't get swept. You know, I looked it up, and he's had like the top, I think, top three recruiting class each of the last three to five years, I think. And you just like with that kind of talent coming in, kind of like football, same with basketball. It's like you, you want to see results, and yeah. you know, LSU made it almost to the Sweet Sixteen. They didn't make it to the Sweet Sixteen, but you know, they were close. 
uh, LSU football. Let's forget about last year, but they, they won one of the best titles in the history of college football the year before that. So, you know, you could see some results there, but baseball, uh, you know, it just, like I said, I think the, the baseball fans expect way more and he's going to have to produce uh, way more pretty soon. Yeah, no, definitely. And we'll see. Uh, it's yeah. going to be, it's if, if the, if, the baseball team continues like this. It's going to be a long, long, hard season through SEC play because it's not right. going to get any easier. That no. Tennessee, that, that you know, that Tennessee matchup and this Vanderbilt matchup, it doesn't it doesn't end after these two. Right now, well, Tommy, you you played uh, you played baseball for a little bit, didn't you? Yeah, Daniel, did you? Uh, when I was a kid through like early teens, but I didn't play for like high school or anything. Right. Yeah. Same here. I was, you know, just sandlot stuff. Right. But still it's a different game, but I know plenty of guys that went on to play in high school and college, you know, so I always, you know, had them to talk to and um, just talk, talk sports with. And I don't know. I feel like, do you, cause remember um, we were talking this past season about LSU football needing like a, you know, they just needed a leader to kind of organize like a team meeting. You know, just like guys that are fed up saying, this is not us. This is not our program. This is not, you know, who we want to be and kind of turning it around to some degree. I don't know if that happens in baseball. I mean, I guess that's my viewpoint is like most other sports, you can get like angry and motivated and just go out there and play hard. But to me, baseball's maybe slightly different. You can be motivated, but to me, I guess in all ways it's, it's focus. Cause you can't go out there aggressive in baseball, like trying to hit it. Cause you gotta be you know, patient when you're in the box, patient when you're in a pitcher too. Uh, so I don't know. Do what do you think? Like, like how would you motivate? Like, I don't know. Could the players motivate themselves? Like is, cause I think that to some degree, yeah, it's on Maneri, but it, you know, the players, I think, um, I don't know. I feel like they, uh, you know, they're responsible for some of these situational things. So it's like, do you think they would, get fed up and like, this is not LSU baseball. Maybe we need to talk about it. Or is that just, you just don't do that in baseball. I think it, 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 there's a lot of different ways to go about it. Um, I've been on teams where the coach will get, you know, real mad scream. I mean, it'll be the same coach. Like I've had the, the same coach and he, you know, sometimes, sometimes it takes getting real mad, getting up in somebody's face, benching somebody, you know, going nuclear. And then there are other times where, <laughs> It is more of, and, and I think that probably I would say, you know, 65% of the time, it's more of that laid back way of doing it. And then you, you think about Paul Maneri, like all you have to do is listen to him in a, in an interview, you know, what, what side he's probably on. I, I, I would imagine, and I don't know, I've never been in the locker room alone with him, but I would imagine he's more of that, uh, that calm kind of, you know, okay, Hey, we're just going to go out there. We, we're all good. We've got, you know, we are, we're talented. We have all the talent. We just got to go out there and put it together. And that can work. There are a lot of successful teams. Joe Madden's like that, you know, the famous manager, uh, he managed the Cubs and now he's with, uh, with, uh, uh, Los Angeles, the angels, Dodgers. Oh, the angels. angels. Uh, but you know, he's a, he's, it's, it's almost like in football when they talk about like, Oh, he's a player's coach, that kind of thing. Right. I feel like that, you know, that works. Um, what the, I think the challenge sometimes is that you might get, you might end up having a team that gets a little bit used to it. You know, it gets a little complacent, gets a little, Oh, well, you know, Hey, it's all right. We'll be good. Let's see. Okay. Hey, we we lost three in a row. All right. Well, let's, we'll go back tomorrow. Let's try again. Right. So 
um, I, you know, I think that, yeah, there is room. Maybe there is room for a, for a leader, uh, you know, a player to come to, to get in there and say like, look, this is, this is not the way we play. I remember, remember when that, that video of Ryan Terrio went viral where he basically was doing exactly what you were saying. Like it was like two years ago. He was like, this is not LSU baseball. Like, this is not how we need to be. And I mean, he, obviously he wasn't a player. He was a, hosting a radio yeah. podcast at the time, but. Um, right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. To me, it's a little, it's, it's a little different. He's yeah. But uh, yeah. Yeah. I remember. Well, no, I mean, I, but he's obviously played, he's obviously been in the locker room and he's, a, and he felt like that was something. And he, I think he even said the same thing. I think he was like, we need, we need these players to get, to have some pride, to show some pride be like, this is LSU baseball. This is, this is almost, I don't think it's any, I don't think there's anything like it. Like, I think that this is, it's much more like uh, Duke basketball than it is like, uh, you know, L, like LSU football is to, they're like, they're, the LSU baseball program is much more similar to a blue chip basketball program than it is to LSU's own football program. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? No, totally, totally. And I, when you said that, it, it, uh, it reminded me of something, one of these other stats that I saw from March Madness. Uh, cause Duke and Kentucky sat out the tournament this year. Uh, last time that happened, I think was 1972. Wow. And I was just like, what? yeah, exactly. Just, yeah. The, both of them, you think stalwarts of college basketball. I, I couldn't, I, I wouldn't have ventured to guess. I would probably would have said the fifties, but, uh, yeah. So, I mean, to imagine Duke not making the tournament, I imagine their fans were just kind of looking at each other. Like, is this, is this life? Is this happening? Uh, so I think that's where LSU baseball fans are kind of at, but yeah, hopefully the players are too. Um, one more situational thing I noticed though, it's, I think in a, um, LSU, uh, I think it was the second. Yeah. I think it was the second game LSU got a hit and then they got a bunt single and they had two men on. It's like this, he like, this is what gets me about Maneri. It's like he bunted when there was only one guy on base, but then when he had, Bases loaded, uh, only one out, and it's like you're staring at getting swept, and like he just—I don't know—just maybe that's another time for a bunt. You know, it's like why not try a suicide squeeze? Let's see something different. Like just show us that you're trying to win. Yeah, you know, uh, I think that's what at least fans want to see—is some sort of maneuver where it looks like you're trying to win. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he'll talk about that tonight, but that's probably enough. Uh, enough bashing of uh Maneri and the baseball team uh, <laughs> well, maybe hopefully we, they can we'll pull it out doing this again next week yeah. yeah yeah exactly stay tuned we'll get that on episode 80, 87 uh but um speaking of bashing we're not we're not going to but um there were rumors well that was i guess it wasn't rumors it was confirmed that uh Eric Gilbert was in town in Baton Rouge this past weekend I thought maybe he was cleaning out a storage shed. I didn't really see any other reporting about why he was there, but I noticed that just wondering if you guys had any, uh, had any, I don't know, knowledge or tips or, or anything about, uh, about his visit, because it did kind of come out of the blue. I thought, Hey, uh, you know, it's always a possibility he could come back. Maybe, you know, he saw something with Jake Peets and Mangus coming over uh, and just seen all the reports coming out of camp. So maybe he's interested again. I'd say give him a chance on a limited basis, so to speak. But I don't know. Did you guys hear anything? Uh, a little bit. I mean, I didn't know that why he was here. I was kind of diving into the 
the boards online, which might not be the best place to get your, your LSU sports. That is definitely the best place so, to go. Yeah. But some people are saying, Oh, he's coming back to pick up his stuff or like, Oh, he's talking to coach O or, or whatever. And I don't think anybody really knows for sure, but yeah. So, and then some people are saying like, yes, take him back if we can get him Cause he's like a generational talent. Other people are like this guy's a head case pretty much at this point, like under no circumstances, like let him back onto the team. Uh, I don't really know where I stand on that side. Obviously we could probably use his talent, but maybe he is bigger detriment than a benefit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I thought, I thought it was almost, I mean, all but confirmed that he was on like a quasi official visit. I know he met with Coach O. That I've I've heard that you know that's true. He met with Coach O. It, it they had you know it went well but, or whatever. But why have no sources come out and said? I, I don't know. I haven't seen any reporting on you know like sources have confirmed that he you know met with Coach O and blah 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 blah. But I mean, you well, haven't heard anything like that. I, or no? I don't know. I I haven't seen. I I don't have like a source. I've just I've seen a lot of it. I just figured. Yeah. So many people talking about it. So many people saying, oh, he met with Coach O that like had to come from somewhere. Yeah. A couple of people were saying online, this is probably 199% false, but that Eric Gilbert was making some demands like in, demands. in order to get back on the team. So apparently he had like no demands for like Georgia and like a couple other teams, but for LSU, he wanted a car, $100,000 <laughs> and no more drug tests for himself. Mm. Uh, so <laughs> that's and that's the reason that he that he got kicked off the team or or that he left the team or what we and heard. then uh, other people were saying like well that's completely false somebody just made that up but and then there was a lot more rumors that apparently he had a 1.0 GPA his like first semester at LSU which like has made him academically ineligible which is why he couldn't get in at Florida and he got booted from there and he's probably going to end up at a JUCO in the end. Uh, so that that one seems a little more plausible than, to me than asking for 100k in a McDonald's bag like in Tennessee, but it's still a weird situation. You know what though? Crazier things have happened in college football to where I, I, I'll entertain the idea of a car and 100 and 100,000. I wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't be surprised if, if I. I mean, there has to have been a a a kid who walks into a coach's office at some point. It says, "I'd like I'd like a car and 100,000 dollars." Like maybe I, that's I, why he never even got far with Georgia because Kirby said, get the heck out of my office, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or just, just lose my email, please. Uh, don't, don't even contact me. But it, I, that seems a little bit ridiculous to be honest. Yeah. Uh, like, but I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised though. In the end, like you said, Tommy, I, maybe it would be, uh, I, I think um, academics could be more of an issue, but the I, only I, thing I, that I could think of is like, well, two, one and I, I I don't know exactly how it would work with because I mean the rules are different when like it or not the rules are different for you when you're a college athlete than when you're a normal student. When you're a normal student, if you have a 1.0 GPA or whatever, if you have a very poor GPA, you can't just transfer into another school. Like they just no. put you in. Now what? Now a lot of times what will happen though is you can stay at the school you were previously uh, enrolled at. You can go, you know, if you if you have a terrible GPA, you drop out. You can a lot of times you can come back with a little bit of finessing and asking the right people, and you know, so and I, and I feel that's happened with LSU. You know, some of these guys like, oh, he's taking time off or violation of team rules. Like they'll they'll cover it for you, and then once you get your grades back up, you can come back and yeah. hey, back with the team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I wonder if he kind of got a, ahead of his skis and. 
was like, okay, I'm, you know what? I'm going to go, I'm going to go wherever I want. I want to go to Georgia. I want to go to Florida. I'm going, I'm being recruited all over again. And then, then like the, then he kind of quit on his class. You know, I, I can guarantee this decision was almost, was pretty much made what September. Yeah. You know? and, and he's been gallivanting across the Southeast this whole semester. So yeah. it's not like he's like right in, in his finance lab getting, his, I mean, I, maybe I hope he's doing his homework, but like, well, no, I, mean, I, I, I don't think he's enrolled anywhere. Right. I, I would imagine, I would imagine that, that what happened was he decided he was not happy at LSU in September. He, when exactly did he did he drop off the team? Was it late October? It was the- yeah, yeah. It was it was uh it was right before the Alabama game. No, no, I'm sorry, that was uh Florida, the Florida game, right? That was um Terrace. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't remember exactly now. Well, anyways, so I'm sure you know he made the decision a couple of weeks before. I bet he was like, I'm, I don't need to go to school. I don't need to focus on my classes anymore. I'll play. I'll I'm, I'm not even playing anymore. I'll go. I'm going to a new school. And so he probably let us all let all his classes go. Whatever, I don't care about homework. I don't care about anything. And then tries to transfer. And then the then once one, they're like, "Okay, welcome to Florida. Now we need your transcript." <laughs> and then they're like, "Oh, well, I don't think you can make it in here." And then two, you plop the NCAA rules on him. You know, and and I've heard a lot of people saying the JUCO thing that that's about the only place he's going to be able to be eligible. Um. I don't know. The walls might be closing in and LSU might be the only option for him if he wants to play division one college football. One thing I think is going to be interesting, like maybe this case specifically, and then over the next few years is like, if LSU kind of tightens up a little bit in these kind of like borderline situations, you know, because like we had the problems with like the paying the players and the Vidal Alexander thing. And then not that it really has to do with the title nine stuff, but just too much of a spotlight on us in general. And so they wouldn't necessarily want anything like new coming out about potential like violations or whatever. Tightening up on like, on like just, we got to be like by the book now. Like we're not going to have any sketchy, like skirting of grades or any proper uh, benefits stuff. Like we're going to be like a hundred percent legit just because like it's bad enough. And then it can only get worse from here. Like if LSU kind of goes in that direction. Yeah. And I would, you know, Eric Gilbert's a- kind of guy where if you're going to give him a second chance, you can't just, you know, come to the table empty, empty handed with no conditions. Then you're going to look, he's going to be like Laramie Tunsil and like three days before his draft day, there's going to be pictures of him smoking with a gas mask. He's like, yeah, they, you know, I, I took money. Sure. But you know, just stuff like that. I just, I see it unfolding like that. Yeah. Um, you know, like if Zach Thomas had signed with us, that's, that's how it would be unfolding in my mind, in my mind. Um, but here's the, here's the thing that gets me is he, he left the team. So now he's coming back with demands. That's just crazy. That's like quitting your job. And then asking, be like, I want to raise. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What you know? You quit, guy. You can't just come back and make demands. That's that's for us to make, just to allow you back in. It, yeah, but you know what though, and like it or not, it's how it works sometimes. The guy is an absolute freak, and like people get to, they get to. It's like with Rodman. Remember, you remember on the Last Dance, they talked about how Rodman told Phil uh, Phil Jackson. Yeah, I need I need to go to Vegas during the playoffs. I just need I need a day off. And he right. goes to Vegas on like this huge like party weekend. Like, and that's how how do you tell a superstar like you can't really tell him that. And so, or I mean you can, but it kind of cuts off it cuts your nose off to spite your face. So right. I do think I don't know. I've I feel like 
I think that LSU is now trending in the, in the, in the direction of having Gilbert on the field next year. I, I kind I feel like it might happen. What would you say is the probability like 25% or something? I think it's higher than that. I think that, I think that it's, I think it is much, much, much more likely that we see Gilbert in an LSU uniform than any other team in college football. I don't think he's going to, I don't, I think that just, okay. Think about it logically. Unless, unless the NCAA just lets him do whatever he wants, which I don't think that would happen. He can't go to Ohio state. He can't go to uh, Florida's out. He can't go to, he can't go to Ohio state or Texas or USC or wherever, because he's got to go with this whole like homesick thing. Right. That's the whole reason he's transferring. Then George is out. We think because it doesn't seem like he hasn't, there's no activity in the, I haven't heard any rumors about, Oh yeah, we're getting, I feel like we would know. And now he's coming back to LSU. And then with the grade thing and all this stuff, it just feels like this, that LSU is going to be his only option. I th- I'd say it's maybe 50, 50. I think it's 50% L- he goes to LSU or 50% he's at Juco. Uh, yeah. I put my money on Juco, but I, yeah, I'd say uh, probably I'll say five to one. He comes to LSU. I'll take those odds. Um, but here's, here's another thing that gets me is you can, you can have these demands. That's why I think this, Oh, I'll, I need a hundred K in a car. That stuff's just ridiculous to me. But the, the, I guess the icing on the cake is, but no drugs in And I can't stress this enough. No drug tests. <laughs> that just tells them everything, right? I will be That's using stupid. drugs while I drive my car holding my $100,000. <laughs> I will use the $100,000 to buy drugs, and I will I will go and meet the dealer in right. my car. <laughs> I, I need to be in Tigerland the night before a game, so I won't be there for phone check-ins. You know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, just ridiculous. Anyway, uh, again, enough energy on, on Eric Gilbert and just all that uh, – all Silly the best, guys. Eric. <laughs> right, right. With a K. Uh, who knows? You know, he could a. be like uh, he could be like Honey Badger and, and turn it around and have a great career. You never know. Um, but I don't know. Was that uh, what? What else did we have? Besides? Well, you know what? You know what I will say. It's interesting you bring up the Honey Badger thing because what? It's literally ten years ago that that we that ten years ago Tyron Matthew was kicked off the team and he was probably the hardest working face of a face of a program you know guy he he struggled with struggled with like addiction but like that was but other than that it was like completely clean great guy great in the locker room everything now he's a basically a hall of famer pretty much i'm sure i I think he's one of the best safeties probably never played the game appeared in two in two super bowls one one led that defense i mean i think he's he's good you know undeniably he's a great player and he got kicked off the team for failing like two drug tests and then just 10 years later, now this guy's like coming in and he's like, has played in what, four games? And he's like, yeah, no drug tests or I don't play for you anymore. It just shows how things change. Because like, I'm like, Tyron Matthew, I almost would be like, okay, hey, let, let's, let's just not drug test and it's okay. I don't think Eric, I don't think yeah. Eric Gilbert was that good. <laughs> like, I don't think he was as good right. as Tyron Matthew. Yeah, no, Eric Gilbert was not going to be at the, uh, the, the touchdown club for a Heisman ceremony. Okay, yeah. let's let's just be honest. Um, but uh, you know that's the difference. Um, uh, but I don't know. Do you guys have any uh, a- anything else LSU uh, sports wise that, that we haven't mentioned already? 
Not too much. Been watching a little basketball and March Madness. Even though LSU's out, Gonzaga probably going to win. Yeah, yep. been well, blowing everybody all, up. Uh, I mean, they, I think there's only one SEC team left, Arkansas. Arkansas, they, they yeah. look pretty good. They've, yeah. they've come back from every game too, like double digits. Um, but yeah, I think Gonzaga looks pretty much unstoppable. <laughs> I, I don't know. No, no one's even come close to touching them. At least in the second half, uh, they just. Uh, they're very formidable, and UCLA is quite a surprise. I don't know. They uh, they handled Alabama pretty good. I mean, they went to overtime, but um, Alabama just did not have enough in the tank, I think, to, to finish. But quite the upstart team UCLA is. And Oral Roberts almost uh, almost almost won. Like they that that three that he took at the last second rattled in and out. So uh, that would have been amazing to have them in the Elite Eight or even Final Four. Um, yeah, that'd have been fun. But I don't know. Do you do you guys have any teams still alive? I think I have Gonzaga, one bracket with the Gonzaga, and one bracket with Baylor, and that's it. I mean, I had Gonzaga winning, but literally everything else is terrible. So, <laughs> like yeah. on ESPN, I'm literally like the eighth percentile of brackets or something. Yeah, same here. Like points left to win, I'm at like what whatever Baylor could win or Gonzaga could win. All my other teams are out, <laughs> except Arkansas. I think there's always next year. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know, if you guys didn't have anything else, uh, any final thoughts, then we could probably just wrap this one up early. I think that's a good one. I think that's about it. Yeah, yeah. well, I did want to end on a good note, so I, I wanted to mention that the uh, uh, there is at least one uh, program that is, uh, that is still doing well, and uh, that's the LSU track and field team. They actually just finished the Texas Relays, and um, – they, uh, the Tigers won six titles to, to close it out. They had the indoor track and field championships a, a, a couple weeks ago, and the men actually finished second. Women women finished third, uh, which is actually quite an achievement, uh, considering you know it's just nationwide, all the teams in it. Uh, but I did want to give a special shout out to Terrence Laird, who was uh, he uh, he actually had the fastest 200 meter time ever at the Texas Relays, and he finished uh, second fastest in LSU history behind only Xavier Carter, uh, who, who ran a, he ran a 19.63 in 2006. Uh, Laird had a 19.81 this time around. Uh, Xavier Carter was actually a uh, LSU football player. And, you know, there's been a somewhat of a history of LSU football players actually running uh, track and field. Also Xavier Carter, there was Trenton holiday. There was Dante Jackson. So, I don't know if LSU gets thin at receiver. Uh, <laughs> maybe they could. Uh, maybe they could ask Terrence Laird to see see how good his hands are. He could. Uh, he could probably help him out in that regard. But uh, congrats to them. Yeah, he's like the third fastest time in NCAA history uh, in his event. So congrats and um, uh, hopefully see some more of uh, LSU track and field. Uh, and I think that'll just about do it for us here on Talking Tigs. So uh, tune in next time. We'll have some some more baseball news, hopefully good against Vanderbilt. And uh, I don't know, maybe maybe some more uh, of what went down in Baton Rouge this weekend with Eric Gilbert. But you can uh, find out here. So until then, stay safe, stay tuned, and we'll talk to you next time on Talking Tigs.